Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast where busy women leaders come to get the tips, tools, and techniques that they need from myself and my guests. And I'm excited for my guest today, Katie Nall, and the tools that you need to create more success in your life, your leadership with less sacrifice. So Katie's going to get into this today, but first, let me tell you just a little bit about her before we get going. So not only does she have her PhD in mathematics education, I bow to her, She is also a TEDx speaker. She is a professional member of the National Speakers Association, which is where Katie and I met. And she is an accredited master trainer and certified practitioner of the emotional freedom technique, EFT, aka tapping. She has additional training in trauma, quantum, and picture EFT. So whether in person or online, Dr. Null shows others how to dissolve their waffles. Mm, Wouldn't you like to know what they are? Katie's going to share more about that, I'm sure, but I'll give you a hint. Worry, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. She is a careless housekeeper and a worse cook with no desire for rehabilitation, and somehow she is still married to the same person for over 48 years. So, Katie, thank you so much for being here today and and coming on to share your own personal style of clarity. And welcome to the show. Oh, Debbie, thank you so much. I, I so appreciate what you're doing for the world. I mean, I think we all need more clarity. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. You know, it, it, the joke that I make is clarity is the one thing that a lot of people don't know that they need but experience profound relief when they finally find it. So (laughs) it's always interesting about that. So Katie, I'm going to start where I always start. And I would love for you to just share a little bit about yourself with the audience and what it is that got you to where you are today. Well, Debbie, I have always been interested in math. And when I was 18 years old, I, I understood clarity. And made a list of five things I wanted to accomplish by the time I was 25. The first thing was I was going to earn my PhD. Now, at the time, I had no idea what a PhD was, but I had just realized that it was the highest level of education you could earn. So that was my interest. I had other things on my list, but that was my number one list. Fast forward. By the time I was 25, I had been married five years, not on my list. Pregnant with my first, not on my list. (laughs) Turned out my husband had a list too. (laughs) And I was working on my master's in statistics. And I thought, okay, at least I'm working on this, right? Well, master's degree is a two-year degree. Took me eight years to finish because we had three kids in six years in between all of that. Move forward until the last of the third, the third child was 25 years old. I'm now in my mid-50s. I'm working at a college and I'm realizing that a PhD has value at an educational institution. Mm. So I checked with my supervisor. I checked with my husband. I checked with my family. I'm like, hey, I have this opportunity. I think I'll try it. 
And everybody's like, if you are foolish enough to do this in your mid fifties, go for it. (laughs) So working full time, I did finish my PhD in four years. Along the way though, I was looking for a way to help students, particularly adult students who are coming back to school to finish their degree, who always had one class left to finish. Mm. It was that one thing just out there holding them back from achieving that final. You got it. Yeah, you got it. And it was always math. And my response was, good for you, saving the best for last. How brilliant. Well, that wasn't the way they were feeling. That would not be how I would look at it either. (laughs) I would just mention the fact that they would have to have math. And Debbie, they would break into tears. And I'm like, what? What happened? What do I have? I totally get. (laughs) Right. And I was astonished. So I wanted to start searching for a way to help them overcome their fear and anxiety of math. Along the way in 2010, I found Nick Ortner's Tapping Solutions Summit, which I encourage everyone to to watch. Every year he does it, 10 days. I watched all 10 days. I bought the book. I bought the DVD. And I brought the students into my office. I said, I have no idea if this is going to work or not. Because you see in the summit, they talked about how it helps finances, relationships, health, all kinds of things. Nobody was mentioning math or test anxiety. I had no idea if it was going to work. Well, one by one, they started coming in and they were coming back and saying, Dr. Nall, I passed my math. I don't know who was more surprised, them or me. (laughs) It's like, this stuff works. I have no idea what I'm doing, right? So I went back and I got training in levels one, two, three, trauma, quantum, which is past lives, which I use that a surprising amount of time. And now picture tapping. And what I've been able to do is to help people dissolve their waffle, dissolve their worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress in a non-addictive, non-invasive, self-administered way. And that's just amazing because so much of that, you know, when you think about the the energy around them, it, it's, it's so powerful. We don't realize how powerful it is, that how much it gets in our way how much we're allowing that sort of energy to get in our way. And I love that you have um, also explored quantum. So in my HUNA training, you know, being a student of of HUNA, we do a lot with past lives. It's kind of like, okay, where's this energy originating from that something from the past can be carried with you throughout lifetimes and, and still hold you back, something that you're not even aware of. So I love that you took it to the quantum level as well. So let me ask you, because I love where you started, where you're like, okay, I've got, I've got a plan by the time I'm 25 and here are the five things that I want. And then, oh, it totally went in a different direction. It's kind of like, okay, you know, got married and had kids. And isn't that often the case? And I think a lot of our listeners, that happens as well, you know, that, that, Either we're not clear on what we want, or we say, this is what we want, and we end up going in a different direction. And it really depends on what stage of life that you're in. So, you know, it wasn't until mid-50 that you're like, hey, I'm going to go back and get my PhD, which, you know, the reaction that you got, that's that's just priceless. (laughs) But having this much going on, raising the family, getting not necessarily derailed, but, you know, maybe the timing lengthened a bit, I would be curious from you, your opinion, what does success mean to you professionally? 
and personally, because, you know, we have a personal life and professional life, but we're one person. So we're looking up Dr. Katie Nall in the dictionary and it's her version of success. What, what would it say? So Debbie, I love this question. I, I'm going to repeat to you a sign that I have on my desk and I've had been on my desk for years from Ralph Waldo Emerson. You're probably familiar with it. And that success is to laugh often and much to win the respect of intelligent people and affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. That is to have succeeded. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And I'm not familiar with it. May I ask that you snap a picture and send that to me? You know, <laughs> I will. I think that is just beautiful. I have it. Uh, I've had that on my desk for years. And, mm-hmm. and of course, I always, I get to the first part of to laugh often and much. And that's like one of my criteria. <laughs> well, you've got a beautiful smile. So I love it when you laugh. <laughs> so let me also ask you, you know, in pursuit of success and everything that you have going on. So as mentioned in your bio, you know, the TEDx speaker and all the accreditations that that you have, you know, the EFT training, what is it that you protect as you're pursuing different things? So a lot of times success can come, but with great sacrifice, you know, we give too much away. So what is it that Dr. Katie protects? Debbie, I... I protect, I'm thinking back to all my different careers I've had, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what I protect more than anything is my time. I have no problem telling people. In fact, we were invited out to dinner with a lovely couple and we're looking forward to it, but I just, the time wasn't right. And I'm, so I'm very protective of trying to take care of myself. I can't take care of others. I can't be successful. I can't do, do other things. If I don't focus on my own self-care. So I would have to say my time. Okay. And do you have any superpowers around that area of life? How you protect your time? Do you have strategies? Anything that you would be able to share? My number one strategy is tapping. Um, And yeah, when I'm feeling like, oh, I don't have enough time or I'm stressed or something, I will tap on how I feel, you know, a real quick, easy kind of, okay, now what, how can I, how can I juggle this? What can I, what can I do? And what can I delegate? Last year, Debbie was a great year for me to give up. I gave up so much. I I gave up my full-time job. They offered a a buyout and I was like, really, you're going to pay me to leave? Done. Um, (laughs) Good for you. I gave up and this, the timing was crazy because I should have done this while I was working full-time but I gave up housework and I hired a cleaning company. I gave up cooking because I'm not very good about it. And it turns out when you hire a personal chef to come in for one two hour segment, she can cook a whole week's worth of meals and my grocery bill is less. And I hired a virtual assistant. So yeah, trying to figure out what I do best and then delegating the rest. Just I love that. Delegating the rest. Do or delegate. And, you know, there's been many times where I'm walking out the door and my husband's saying, what's for dinner? And it's whatever you can cook or bring in. (laughs) I love that, Debbie. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and 
Same thing with housework. I mean, I, I can do it. And lately we kind of had a, a little bit of a ripple in the pond with our cleaning company. And my husband said, you know, do we really need to hire it out? And I said, well, if you want to go back to scrubbing toilets, then no. <laughs> and he's like, okay, we'll, we'll hire it out. <laughs> you know, he's retired now. I'm the one who's working full time. So putting those boundaries in place. So I love that exploring it, having curiosity about it. Like for instance, bringing in a, a personal chef for two hours, two hours, and they can make a whole week's worth of meals and, she's and your grocery bill is less. Yeah. But that is huge. Yeah. Well, you know, Debbie, before her, I, I, I buy things with the great intention that I was going to cook and that didn't happen. So I end up throwing away half the groceries that I bought. Then we would end up eating out or eating snacks. I would buy, you know, way too many snacks because we had to have something to eat. And so kind of all of that went away. She uh, makes suggestions for meals we decide what works for us that week. She sends me a shopping list. I go to the store, buy what's on the shopping list, come home, done. Love it. Love it. So even exploring something like that can be an option, but you'll never know unless, you know, you decide that you're going to be curious about it and explore that. Right. So Katie, I'd be curious, what, what are some of the big lessons that you've learned along the way in this path that you have traveled with, you know, your PhD, and tapping and TEDx. I mean, it's been an incredible journey for you. So what are some of the big lessons that have kind of tagged along? So, um, and I actually have my next TEDx in a couple of weeks. So I'm very excited about that as well. Congratulations. Yeah. So I think, I think the, a number of lessons, Debbie, one of them is figure out what I can do and what I don't want to do or don't do well and get, get rid of it. The other thing is not to take things personally. What are those Mm. four agreements, right? to not take things personally and to, and to be satisfied with my best. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just my best. And it's my best at that time. You and I were talking earlier about not only us, but we know others that are going through, you know, health issues yep. and, and what I can do today is just my best. That's it. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I've fallen into the done is better than perfect. Yes. Uh, you know, when, and I can feel it energetically, I can feel it when I'm, when I'm holding, when that energy is constricted, when I'm tense about something and it's kind of like, okay, wait, done is better than perfect. Let it go. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Q-tip, you know, quit taking it personally. Yes. It's, it's, it's not about you. No. Um, I know I had a call from a speaker friend that you and I know Lisa Ryan Oh yeah. and she had a social media post and had somebody come on and make a very disparaging divisive sort of comment. And and she called me and she's like, I don't know what to do about this. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) it was just, it wasn't hers to carry. And and a lot of times we pick up stuff that doesn't belong to us. And, you know, as, as busy women, professional women, we've got a lot going on and not everything is ours to carry opinions and you know, the whole to-do list. And so I love that you shared that, you know, the, the do and the delegate done is better than perfect, not taking it personally. And the book, the four agreements, I think is what you mentioned. Yeah. It's a short book. It's a very good read. It's a very good yeah, it's um, a kind of a centering read, bringing you back to center. So I love those lessons that you've shared. What, if you had some best 
practices to share with the audience? What is it that you would share for their benefit? Tapping. I mean, number one is tapping. Number two would be, I'm also a Qigong instructor and I would encourage them to do something with their body. I'm all about nutrition. So there are people that I follow. I I think the biggest thing, Debbie, is to create your board of directors. Okay. I I have a board of directors who are my experts in the field. And so that means I don't have to be an expert in every field. I just know who to go to. Just like Lisa went to you. Yeah. To talk. I have my board of directors that I know who I can talk to about nutrition, about fitness, about emotional stability, about. And so having that board of directors and it takes a while. It takes a while to find out who you can trust. Yes. Who you believe in. Yes. So what I would well, encourage. It's chemistry. I mean, you, you, yeah, you have to, you know. But it's, it's like what you said, it's continual curiosity mm-hmm. and, and also to keep searching. Don't give up. If, if, you, if you're looking for a hairdresser and you haven't found one that meets your needs yet, what do you do? Go home and stop? No, you go to the next hairdresser and you keep going until you find a hairdresser that meets your needs. Well, the same thing goes for business, for mentoring, for everything else. Don't give up and don't assume that you can do it by yourself. Nobody does anything by yourself. Yeah. And so reaching out for help, that's huge. That's really huge. There's an African proverb, which I'm I'm sure you're familiar with. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. Yes. And, And I think that that is something that some professional women can fall into that trap. It was a trap that I fell into. And that was I had to figure it out all by myself. And it's, and especially it was difficult because I didn't have it figured out. And so there's the, the energy swirling around that. I don't know what I want. You know, this is back when I was in corporate, I, you know, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I, I'm frustrated. I'm not fulfilled, but I don't know how to get there. Right. And, and then on top of that, nobody could know, Hey, I'm fine. You know, pay no attention to the woman behind the right. curtain. And, and that is the exact <laughs> time that you should reach out to someone. You shouldn't carry that by yourself. So I love that you share, you know, about your board of directors, that you have people that you go to. So again, you know, I, I have someone that, that I coach with, you know, I coach others, but I have a coach because oh, you should have everybody. Yeah. Has a coach. And yes. if you don't have a coach, there's something wrong. So yeah, I'm the same way. I have, I coach others, but I have my own coach. And one thing I would tell your audience, Debbie, is don't be a blessings hog. You know that phrase, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Well, if you're giving all the time, who's receiving the blessing? Well, you are. But if you never ask for help, you are never allowing anyone else to receive blessing. So that makes you a blessings hog. (laughs) Don't be a blessings hog. Don't be a blessings hog. And, and Katie, I would love for you to share some about EFT for, for those audience members who might not be familiar with the, with the process. What is it that you can share that just kind of explains a little bit about it? Because obviously it is critical to your well-being and yes. you being able to, to have the lifestyle that you do. Yes. And, and just kind of a little bit more history. It took me four years working full time to earn my PhD in mathematics education. Working full-time, it took me eight years to become a master trainer in tapping. So it's, it's pretty rigorous. So tapping is a somatic method. That just means it, it, it's working with the body that 
science hasn't caught up with yet. That what, by that, what I mean is that we don't know exactly how it works. There is an effect called piezoelectric, which means that if you tap on different parts of your body, you're actually tapping on cells in your body that is causing an electrical connection. And we do know that from Qigong. So there's eight major tapping points on the body, the top of the head, above your nose, on the edge of the eyebrow, on the side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, under the lips, collarbone, and about four inches on your ribs, below your arms on your ribs. Those eight points, we, while we're tapping, this is the part that's going to throw your audience, is that we repeat negative comments. Now, why negative? Just because we are taught to be positive doesn't mean the negative doesn't exist and isn't caught in our body. So if we don't acknowledge it and release it, it just gets stuffed down further and further and further until it bubbles up on its own. Yep. Think about the word emotions. It is energy in motion. And if you think about when you were happy and joy and full of love, that was a fabulous emotion. And then it dissipated. But then why do we have anger or rage or fear that's stuck? And we can have the slightest little thing and it comes right back up. Right. We get triggered. It sets it off because it's never gone away completely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so what tapping can do, and they have done clinical studies around the world that shows that tapping is more effective than cognitive behavior therapy, talk therapy, and is as effective as EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. The difference is tapping is something you can do yourself instead of EMDR. You have to be in front of a therapist in case you have an ab reaction and go into a trauma state, but you can do it yourself and you can learn how to do this. Or because we don't ask ourselves the right questions, you can hire a practitioner who will go through it with you and make a difference. It it was developed of all places by a Stanford educated electrical engineer who looked at traditional Chinese medicine meridians and said, and looked at them as circuits. And he said, you know, there are spots on your body that if you touch, you're hitting 98 to 95% of the meridians in your body. So that if you do have energy stuck someplace on your body, this will help release it. If the sessions are about one hour and the difference, Debbie, because I, I will tell you, I went to therapy every week for four years And I had a great therapist. He was wonderful, but he was also a businessman. And so at the end of 60 minutes, he's like, Katie, our time is up. Well, Debbie, I was a mess. I'd be bringing up old stuff and crying and just a complete mess. And I'd be stumbling my way out of the door to get to my car to try and clean up to go back to work. But with tapping at the end of the hour, we bring people back to a state of calm and peace so that they can move forward. And what people can say is that they felt that energy shift Mm -hmm. during the session. And they can actually feel the emotions moving throughout their body. Oh, that that is wonderful. So I encourage anyone listening, you know, if you are dealing with something traumatic, if you are in a place of extreme stuckness, uh, for lack of a better term, that tapping could be something that could help you move forward. I've heard of it. It's similar to, again, the HUNA processes that I use for negative emotion release. It's a higher self release. So whatever you do, 
to not hold on to that baggage, that emotional baggage. You're not meant to carry it. And the more you tell yourself to suck it up, buttercup, and I'm a strong woman and I, I'm going to power through this, the more that energy is stored in your body. And it's like, I'll get you my pretty one day. It will, <laughs> um, you know, it, it'll show up as gastrointestinal issues. It'll show up as migraines or, or God forbid, a heart attack or a stroke, or, you know, I mean, the body can only take so much. So right. taking care of yourself in that way as well, emotionally is something that's necessary. So Katie, tell the listeners, how can they get more Katie? Where can they find you? Would you share that please? I'm a bit of a wordsmith, Debbie. My last name is Nall, N-A-L-L. So the name of my company is my last name, followed by the word Edge, N-A-L-L-E-D-G-E, Knowledge Company. <laughs> so my website is N-A-L-L-E-D-G-E-C-O.com. They can email me directly at hello at drnall.com, H-E-L-L-O at D-R-N-A-L-L.com. And I will challenge your listeners to call me. I would love to hear from you. If I can't take the call right away, I will call you back. You can call me at area code 772-226-0167. We'd love to talk to you. Oh, that would be beautiful. And thank you so much for making that offer. I appreciate you and your time today. Thank you for coming into the Clarity community and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with the listeners and for everyone listening. Bye-bye for now. And here is wishing you all the clarity and knowledge that you deserve. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.